Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster. I'm one of your hosts, Dave, and today I'm joined by Cameron and Leonard, uh, as always, now, yeah. forever, forevermore, <laughs> <laughs> our, per- our perpetual uh, current host list. Um, Cameron, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I come to you from the very grips of death, uh, spotty internet. Australians invented Wi-Fi, and I'm very offended that ours isn't good quality from an international standard. Um, but I made it. I even managed to watch today's uh, material. So yeah, I'm ready to ready to get talking about some more monsters. Excellent, excellent, <laughs> Leonard. How fair are you? Uh, I'm barely holding it together out of spite and Red Bull. Um, I've been working 12 hour days all week. I will be working 12 hour days all week, all seven days. Um, I, uh, full disclosure, I have not seen anything we are talking about today because I have zero time. That's okay. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll make up for it. <laughs> Probably somehow. I'll 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 have I'll have I'll have some uh, pithy pithy uh, jokes to hurl at the topic of today's podcast. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. We'll just make you read all of the Wikipedia's for Yokai of the Week. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> Every uh, you know what? And I I've I've heard from absolutely nobody that they're clamoring for me to horribly mispronounce uh, Japanese words and <laughs> locations. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's funny. Um, everyone was telling me they wanted you to read it, <laughs> and by everyone I mean no, no one's talking to us. No one. No one. Come on, guys. No. <laughs> Send us comments Where's or something. Where's our moral support? We got, yeah. we got nothing. That's okay. What, we, what, we, we are our own support. What we need yeah. to do is just actually hire somebody to dub me reading the the, the Wikipedia <laughs> for, for Yokai of the Week. Oh, man. That would be interesting. <laughs> that would be hilarious. And here we have uh, the, uh, the Tsukumogami. And yep. <laughs> just, uh, we'll just uh, I'll, I'll load up an old uh, what is that uh, Mavis Beacon typing thing in it. Yeah, like robot voice. <laughs> yeah, and just make it Go and high. just make it make it a sassy British lady, so nobody will notice. Oh, yes, excellent. <laughs> just use the, perfectly. the Garmin GPS voice. <laughs> load up the. Vader, right. Vader voice pack. That'd be great. <laughs> All right. Um, that, I guess that brings us around to Yokai of the Week. We're going to just kick this off uh, yeah. quickly um, due to time considerations and because I haven't been back for a while and I want to get back yeah. to some Yokai. Um, let's see. We are covering the end of Z and wrapping back around to A. So odds are we're probably just going <laughs> to get an A Yokai. Yeah, might get a yokai. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, Leonard, would you like to do the honors of telling Dave to, you know, do his thing? Yes, Dave, roll him. 
Twenty-nine. Eighteen, nineteen, <laughs> twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five. You said. Was it? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, now, lost, do we want to cover the yokai? Do you want to cover the yokai, or do you want to cover the Japanese rock band? We're gonna cover the rock band. <laughs> and 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 just so everybody listening has full disclosure, we are are not covering the spirit who licks off filth in untidy bathrooms because oh, that no. was also no. also an option. No. That's not an option. <laughs> We're not doing that. Um, so let's see. We've got the Al Bozu, uh, literally the brew. The blue priest? No, no, the blue priest. Thanks, voice, for deciding to turn that into an alcoholist for a moment. Um, <laughs> they're a type of Japanese yokai, obviously, that appear in 18th century artist Toriyama Sekien's book Gazuhyaki Yako, an old favorite. Um, it's depicted as a one-eyed Buddhist priest standing next to a thatched hut, but there's no explanation for that image in that book, of course. Uh, let's see it's believed that the Ao Bozu is the direct inspiration for the one-eyed priest Hitotsume Kozo that is present in many yokai drawings such as Sawaki Sushi's Hyakai Sukan published in 1737 uh, there is also a theory that because of the kanji Ao in its name uh, which which also means inexperienced it was depicted as a priest who has not studied enough um, that's actually like the entire article. That was much shorter than I thought. I thought there was like a little introductory paragraph. I said the whole thing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it is. Um, and I'll, I'll edit this part because I think I have an entry in one of the Kindle books. So let me try to pull it up real quick. Aobozu. Translation. Blue monk. Habitat. Mm. Wheat and barley fields. Uninhabited homes and lonely roads. Diet. Mm-hmm. Varies from region to region. Commonly, commonly children. Okay, so they eat hey, the children they kidnap. We, we found an explanation. Oh my god! Finally. Um, yes. Uh, appearance. It's like something Bozu. important yeah. to leave out. It is. <laughs> we should probably have known that. Um, the Aobozu are generally depicted as large, one-eyed, blue-skinned priests with a strong connection to magic. However, local mm-hmm. accounts vary greatly in details, such as size, number of eyes, and habitat. In Okayama, uh, they are described as two-eyed giants who take up residence in abandoned or uninhabited homes. In other stories, they appear in wheat fields or on dark, lonely roads. Two, isn't a two-eyed giant just a giant? You don't need to say <laughs> well, Some of them are cyclops. Um, interactions. Uh, in Shizuoka, Aobozu are said to appear in spring at sunset in wheat and barley fields. So that's the one commonality they here in these fields. Um, yeah, yeah. The transition from day to night to day is a popular theme in the in the tradition of Onmyodo. Uh, further, the blue-green leaves of young barley have powerful connections to Onmyo magic. Children who run and play through the fields in the evening might be snatched up and taken away by an Aobozu. Thus, good children must go straight home after school and not tramp through the fields. Don't mess up the barley fields, kids. So, <laughs> yeah, this is basically just uh, like yeah. a, a, a morality... Not morality. Yeah. Whatever the, uh, you know. An authoritarian tale. The thing that, like, don't don't go out because you'll get kidnapped. Frighten your child into compliance story? Yes. I'm very familiar with those. 
I don't know why. Scared straight program. Whatever the the actual, you know. Yeah, there's there's a name for those. I just forgot what they're called. There's a name for those. And that's why we're all scholars, because we can't remember. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. In Kagawa, uh, owl bozu appear late at night to young women and ask them, would you like to hang by your neck? What? Cameron's got the right idea with the question that you asked right after receiving the previous. Well, that is not uh, a smooth pickup line. It is not, and um, they clarify here. So if a w- if the woman says no, the owl bozu disappears without a word. Okay. However, if she okay. ignores him or says nothing. He attacks her with lightning speed. The owl bozu knocks her out and hangs the poor woman by the neck. What? What? Tell them no. Who does that? Yeah. By the way, owl bozu apparently. By the way, is there is there also a section on if she says yes, does it also disappear? Because I'd really like. Okay, I'd really like it to be if you answer yes or no, it just disappears. But if you ignore the crazy monster, that's when it attacks yeah. you. Is yeah. that the lesson of the tale? Just not to ignore a priest when he asks you weird questions? I, I'm not sure. Um, it's <laughs> it's similar so to the, like the, uh, what's the word? Man, this is just not a <laughs> not off to a good start here. The uh, the, folk, the folk, folklore um, on the mm. slit mouth woman, where oh, if, yes. if she asks yeah. you if you're pretty, um, no, I mm. mean she asks you if she if you think she's pretty, and I think yeah. if you say yes, she slits your mouth, and if you say no, she does the same thing. So you can't really <laughs> win that one. <laughs> I think you can it's try a to lose lose situation. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in Yamaguchi, Aobozu are considered minor deities. They appear before humans on the road and challenge them to sumo matches. Because Yamaguchi's Aobozu are only as big as children, <laughs> many have foolishly what? accepted the challenge. <laughs> they, they quickly find themselves flung to the ground with godlike strength and potentially lethal oh my speed. God. So, oh um, my God. That, that's the connection to the Hitotsume oh. Kozu. That's the one-eyed brat. That's amazing. You might remember them as the really annoying enemies from from Neo. Yeah, they like to to dance and lick. Yep. I I just, I just, I can imagine like a samurai walking down a road. Little, this little punk blue kid runs and like, "Hey, you want to wrestle?" And he goes, "Okay." And then the kid just suplexes him into the ground and breaks his neck. What the hell? That's so good. That's our episode title. You want to wrestle? <laughs> you want to wrestle? <laughs> oh, that's a good this one. is such a weird monster f- to have such a short and lackluster Wikipedia entry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was Luckily, all that info on Wikipedia. The, we have the, the real book, the real knowledge here. Yeah, um, the real stuff. The origin. So very little is known about Aobozu. Toriyama Seiken was the first to record them, and his illustration came without a single word of description other than their name. From their name, we can glean a little bit of information. The word owl means blue or green, and can denote immaturity mm-hmm. and inexperience. Another well-known yokai, Aonyobu, uses this color in a similar manner. 
As the original illustration was black and white, it may even be that this yokai was never intended to be colored blue or green, but rather just seen as a mockery of what Toriyama Seiken saw as a corrupt and hypocritical priesthood. Nonetheless, due to their name, they are usually depicted in a sickly shade of blue or green. The fact that Aobozu have only one eye and are referred as, uh, revered as minor gods, revered, revered as minor gods in some yeah. places, draws a strong parallel with another yokai, the Hitotsume Kozo, which we mentioned earlier. That's my aside. Yeah. Um, because of their similarity, there are theories um, suggesting a connection to the ancient spirit worship of old Japan. In this shamanistic proto-religion, one-eyed monsters were fallen mountain gods and bringers of evil sent to do the bidding of larger deities. They could be kept at bay with woven baskets or other objects with many tiny holes. Monsters would view these as hundreds of eyes and flee, either out of fear or uh. jealousy. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got those hundred eyes? Uh, On a wrestle? You, got, you can get more than one? Oh. <laughs> uh, because there oh, are so man. many different accounts and so many different kinds of nasty priest yokai, it is impossible to tell which, if any, describe the real Aobozu. Mm-hmm. And Fair that enough. is our entry from The Hour of Meeting Evil Spirits, an encyclopedia of Mononoke and Magic, the Yokai series, book nice. two. That is a good title. It's God, a good that's book. a good title. <laughs> I should get that book. It was compiled yeah. by Matthew Meyer, so I'm not remiss on mentioning oh. that. And I'll, I'll link the book in the notes because it's it's a good book. Yeah, excellent. Uh, I guess that that was Yokai of the Week. Bum, 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 bum. Da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> so, with that wrapped up and out of the way, what are we covering today? We're covering that spooky town again. Welcome to spooky town. <laughs> Welcome to spooky. It's, spoo- it's like flavor town, but spooky. That- uh, I want, I want... I want a I want a Silent Hill mock-up that just says "Welcome to Spooky Town" instead of Silent yeah. Hill. Surprise! We're talking like, about Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like I think someone showed me a thing of like in one of the Silent Hill remakes they changed the "Welcome to Silent Hill" sign uh, font to Comic Sans for some yep. damn reason. It's the Xbox 360 <laughs> HD really. Yeah, that was it. Which like, I've been why meaning would to you get, do even that? though it's a terrible uh, remake. And they, they <laughs> uh, apparently didn't allow the patch that the um, PS3 version had. So of it's kind of, kind of annoying. But <laughs> there course. it is. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so we're, we're returning to the spooks. And <laughs> we're returning to Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Yeah, uh, you should never do that. You should never go there. Don't go back. Nope. You should definitely a... <laughs> never go there in film film form a second time. Uh, well, it's, yeah. a, it's a lesson that uh, the characters potentially Don't were supposed learn. to have learned, um, <laughs> but did not. Uh, so uh. we also didn't heed the warning, uh, and we, have, we no. are returning to Silent Hill in 2012's Silent Hill Revelation. Unfortunately, not directed and written by Christoph Gans, and uh, we're mm. making do with Michael J. Bassett, uh, who, yeah, who. I don't want to <laughs> just have this as like a blemish on his filmography because he did the excellent Death Watch um, uh, mm. in the early two thousand, which is a great 
sort of zombie World War Two movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But fair, um, fair. that's the record that's, stands. Uh, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> well, it wasn't great, and uh, <laughs> I was a little bit sad um, coming back to this. Um, mm. Cameron, uh, did you, you did you watch this in the theater? Uh, no, I didn't watch. I did not watch this on theater. I had. So I've spoken before about how I had a period of time where whenever I went home from uni, I would just stop and pick up like a couple of really cheap DVDs from the bargain bin and go and watch them. And they were usually horror flicks because that was what I was interested. There was also a time in my life where I just looked at the really cheap movie deals on PSN and I was like, I need some horror movie. I've heard of Silent Hill, the game. I've played a little bit of one or two of them. I'll watch this Silent Hill movie. And, you know, I really should have known at the time that because it had a tag, it was Silent Hill Revelations, not just Silent Hill, but it was a sequel. So I was very confused the first time I watched it at like 2am on a Saturday <laughs> night or whatever it was. I was like, I don't know any of these characters. This feels like they're coming along from another movie. Uh, which they were. Which we covered, uh, I believe we released the episode pretty recently, didn't we? As well. Yes. So yes. this will be back to back, actually. Back to back. Oh, excellent. It was last week. What, what it was last week about? when we recorded it. What are you? Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, remember Matt was here. So. Yeah, just last week in the uh, in the British winter. Yeah. yeah, and I was so and I was so busy working that nobody even mentioned me. Yeah, you just couldn't make it that time. <laughs> yep, <laughs> or exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you did exist. It just <laughs> yeah, you were trapped in your own Silent Hill for a little while. I was. I was in the mm. other world of game development. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that industrial the other world of we can't replicate this bug in three three consecutive matches, but we know it exists. <laughs> I'm, I I just I just had a, a flash of my office space, like just <laughs> chain link and metal grates, and like oh yeah, oh. this is this is only slightly <laughs> less comfortable than the cubes that I have to sit in normally. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, oh, this is normal. This looks normal. Yeah. yeah. You know, Jerry's over there chained to his computer, literally. <laughs> next next to a giant fan rotating slowly with a floodlight yeah, yeah. behind it. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fans are made to cast shadows and nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh... Sorry. Yeah. No. Look, guys. This this isn't a good film. We're trying to we're trying to avoid talking about the actual film, but mm-hmm. yeah. uh, oh, but really quickly, I do want to give my my thoughts on on the original Silent Hill since I wasn't actually around. Um, it's not a uh, it's not a great movie. I I still consider it to be one of the better video game to film adaptations. And there is a, a a level of actual appreciation for the source material in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that really shows with a lot of the set design and a lot of the uh, costuming and monster design. Um, and uh, Sean Bean's story, uh, uh, secondary plot, is completely useless and worthless. And the <laughs> executives at the studio should never have made them put it in the movie. 
And yeah. uh, that those are my thoughts on Silent Hill, the film. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Excellent. It, uh, pretty much echoes what we, <laughs> what we said. Uh, yeah. yeah. Last episode. Just you know, yeah. last but not great. What was Sean Bean doing there? Yeah. Yeah. We don't know what he was doing there. Um, he would. He Sean was. Bean be- knows. He he was being a named actor, Cameron. That's what he was. He was being <laughs> a name fair. that they could slap on a poster. Oh, like half That's the cast fair. in this one. Um, <laughs> yeah. However, uh, that being said, this film marks uh, the one of the few times that for a first film and a sequel, uh, he didn't die. Yep. Yeah. Right? Really Bean lives. Lives. Sort of. I mean, he, he went to Silent Hill at the end, so we can presume he maybe didn't last super long, but who knows? <laughs> he lived on screen. It's, it's so left up to us. He lived on screen. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I just I just remember the slight side note, picking up a random horror movie. I think it was called Black Death years oh, yeah. and years and years uh, back. Black and, like, I put Black the movie Death. on, and, like, the opening scene pans across Sean Bean's face. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, not again. <laughs> and he did indeed die one, so it was a warranted reaction. A true classic. Uh, the poor man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, this this film graces us with, uh, actually, Malcolm McDowell, who chews some scenery and mm-hmm. then disappears. Uh, and, and, yeah. and a near-unrecognizable Carrie Ann Moss. Mm. And Kit Harrington of all people, although uh, before he got Game of Thrones fame, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Slightly when it was still okay, when it was still okay to make him look like the tiny, tiny man he actually is on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, Ad- Adelaide, the illusion that he's Adelaide, tall. I think, was almost taller than him. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Anyway, anyway uh, we're here um, to talk about monsters. Yeah. Um, yep. And yeah. Not just the monster of a film that we, we just watched. Um, <laughs> it's so disappointing. Brand. So disappointing. Okay, so, uh, well, if you haven't seen this, we're not telling you to run out and watch it <laughs> because it's not nope. great. No. Um, no. But what it is is an adaptation of Silent Hill 3 with some mm-hmm. extra bits tossed in. Uh, yeah. Which is. Unfortunate because Silent Hill Three was probably one of my favorite uh, mm. of the first four games before they started going ham Buck on wild. all the uh, yeah <laughs> on all the spinoffs. Um, and like the first, it's a continuation of the story laid out in the first Silent Hill film, um, mm-hmm. following Sean Bean and his daughter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, uh. where it, it's wrapping back around to the plot lines of the original Silent Hill video game, which is uh, following Harry Mason, Sean Bean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And this one is... The, it's Alessa and Sharon ends mm-hmm. up being... Heather. So, 
Heather is yeah. her assumed name um, because they're on the run from the cult of Valtiel, which they didn't name in the first movie. They just called it the cult. Yeah. Um, mm. So they're kind of just shoehorning in elements from Silent Hill 3, the game, into the movie. And it, I mean, it's not like that part of it works, I guess, uh, because they don't really try to explain too much of it. Uh, and yeah. it it lends a um, it lends a little bit more background to what's going on in the first one without like discounting anything. So the, the events in the first film, uh, there's kind of a few bits are shown in flashback, uh, and it and it it works, um, and it clarifies some of the what's kind of going on with the town. So I think mm. as far as the plot is concerned it wasn't like horrible it's just the execution of how things unfolded i, I think it's the pacing the pacing yeah, in this film the I events that, that happened could have do- happened in like 30 minutes but they're <laughs> yeah. drawn out over an hour and a half. so there's an extra about an hour of like fluff that did not need to occur yeah there's a lot of confused yelling and questioning and questions without answers and answers without questions and just <laughs> seems to be a bit of a circle debate at certain times <laughs> yes uh, I, don't, I don't know I, I mean <laughs> so disappointing look, I'm, I can't I'm, gonna, even like... I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the obvious question which is Leonard Dave how offended are you at the fact that hard-working you know core pillar of the community pyramid head has been reduced to working a job cranking a carousel it was a little bit offensive um, so, so basically what they've done is they've be, because pyramid head exists in this sort of a liminal space where he became mm a de facto, like, flagship icon of the series, even though yeah. it wasn't intended to be. He really should have just been confined <laughs> mm. to Silent Hill 2 and was a one-off. Yeah. Um, but he featured so prominently in the first film and in, like, fan art and all the whole thing mm. that they wanted to just bring him back for this one because he's cool-looking. Yeah. Um, yeah, I but think that's he, about it. he serves the... <laughs> Point or the point, he serves the role uh, that Valtiel plays in Silent Hill Three. Um, in yes, transitioning mm. um, Heather through the stages of uh, the quote unquote real world and the, the other world of, of Silent Hill. Um, yeah, both. He does it sort of figuratively, but then quite literally when he's moving the carousel up and down, he like pulls it mm. up and down. Yeah, yeah. kind of silly. Uh, yeah, he's also protecting and, her, and that's kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> um, it's better that she's like scared of it, and he's yes. like mm. uh, stopping things from opposing her on her path. Um, mm. I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, that part's a little bit weird. Uh, a lot of things just feel really Deus Ex Machina in this. Where stuff mm. just kind of ha- it's very video gamey in not a good way. Yeah, and I yeah. Think that was the yeah. problem. They're just trying. They're trying to hit all these plot points, but then still keep it mm. faithful to the game, but to a, a degree that didn't benefit the film. Yeah, yeah. I can definitely feel that. 
Like, here's Up the, on here's the fetch quest. <laughs> go do the thing. Here's the fetch quest. Go do the thing. It's really just a... Thankfully, it's a linear path, so she doesn't... Yeah. Uh, everything she does <laughs> just, like, happen to be the right thing for, for to, to oh. service the plot. Like, oh, walk through oh, this door. Man. Oh, look, you're you're immediately at the place you need to be. Okay. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. I mean, the, the game does this, of course, mm. to an extent as well. Um, it's leading yeah. down a critical path, but in the movie, it's it just doesn't look good. Um, yeah. I yes, mean, it's... <laughs> it's less about uh, it's less about her being drawn back to Silent Hill and more about the screenwriter shoving vignettes at you that le- that mm. <laughs> that catapult her back to Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and it was another letdown that not once did she go Silent Hill. Disappointing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. However, I mean, the um, like, I, I would say that the mm. actress that got to um, portray uh, Sharon did a really good job, and I mm. had to like double take that it wasn't the same oh, girl, yeah. even though yeah. it was like years later, and the one girl's like in her mid twenties now mm. and <laughs> not twelve. Right? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I like some of the stuff this film did. <laughs> like, it, um, it had pieces that worked. Yeah. But yeah, they weren't enough. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what was I'm trying to think? Is um when she when Heather's returning to consciousness after um a Silent Hill event, and like the floor is slowly re sort of forming itself from that rusted leprous growth stuff back into a normal floor. I really liked that, and mm-hmm. you know, little hints of detail were really good. But then, just the pacing's really weird. <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah, they're bizarre. They're bizarre um, narrative decisions, like turning mm-hmm. Vincent into a love interest? Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, there's some interesting choices. One could say. <laughs> and I think they forgot to give him glasses. Yeah. 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 No glasses on that boy. Yeah, that just ruined the movie for me. just took the immersion right out of it where's his glasses all I I could think about where's his glasses can't see without his glasses (laughs) yeah do you want to talk about how much scenery Malcolm McDowell chews his I mean (laughs) 30 seconds of it Um, (laughs) yep yeah yeah it was a a paycheck cash in I mean he's in there for one scene, literally. Um, mm. The SS McDowell ain't gonna pay for itself, Dave. That's that's right. Well, I've, <laughs> he he elevated the movie uh, above just a bargain bin uh, purchase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is fat. <laughs> I guess I will say that I did watch this in the theater. Um, I, I had been following mm. the production um, history. The, the the troubled history um, of this film because originally it was, uh, of course, supposed to be directed by Christoph Gans. Um, his co-writer, mm. God, I didn't just, I think it was some kind of legal trouble. There was a accident or something, and I'm afraid he went to prison. Um, yeah, but, uh, wasn't it Roger Avery who was? Yes, the, wow. yes, and he had yes, he was involved in a car accident. 
uh, and uh, uh, there was a uh, death, and he went to prison and yeah. was no longer working on the film. Obviously, yeah. So wow. it uh, basically, um, at the time, it had shelved um, production, but then this was picked up. Uh, it is noted. Yes, um, Samuel Hadida, noted producer, who's very prolific. He has like. 70-something films to his credit, and they're all pretty, pretty decent ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, the the film, of course, as we see it, um, made some... <laughs> I don't know, we don't have the original script that uh, Chris O'Connor's, mm. um had been working on, but they... I just feel like they kind of copied-pasted a couple... Probably, like, the key good bits, and then just went crazy with trying to adapt this um yeah uh, and yeah it, uh i don't know it well we got what we we uh, unfortunately watched <laughs> afterwards um yeah it's, it's a shame i i really uh wish this had been um the, the original version uh, of this film i think mm. we would have got something quite a bit different and possibly oh, yeah. much oh, better yeah. <laughs> But then we wouldn't have gotten that amazing Silent Hill in 3D. 3D. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, although when they they did, this this film has the mo- uh, has the least amount of obvious 3D things that you get when you normally watch uh, <laughs> a 3D a- adaptation. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's usually scenes where you go, oh, "That would have been in 3D." This one, you're like, "Well, what was the point of?" Waste of time <laughs> filming it in 3D. That way. There's nothing that stands out. Um, I don't believe. Yeah, um, I don't even think yeah. we get a um, a great knife flashing in front of our eyes. Maybe toward the one of the end, end battles. Um, so uh, we'll just <laughs> we're just gonna skip some stuff and just get the, the plot. Doesn't matter. Um, we'll, yeah, we'll get to yeah. the uh, the monsters. Um, our first. I don't think they give it a name. Um, Spooky monster. It's basically spooky uh, monster. <laughs> spooky monster on loan from um, Hellraiser. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. The hook hands buzzsaw head. Buzz saw head. Yes, it looks it looks shockingly similar to a cenobite, but is also a a just a <laughs> goofy like. Mo- it is a very goofy cenobite in a Silent Hill movie. Yeah. Yeah, classless Cenobite. Yeah. <laughs> um, <sighs> just not great. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I it's think got I knives think... for hands and a buzzsaw for a face. Uh, what can you say? I think this is their interpretation of the missionary. If the Wikipedia is to be taken as uh, mm. taken seriously, which is woof. That's uh, listen. The missionary wasn't wasn't really one of the stronger designs in mm. Silent Hill Three, in my opinion. But it wasn't. <laughs> it, wasn't it wasn't this. It wasn't Party City Cenobite like we are getting in here. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Uh, and um, there's a there's a transformation sequence at the end of the film. Um, spoiler: mm-hmm. uh, Claudia Wolf um, is. The missionary. Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> sure. Yeah, um, sure. Whatever. But it's 
they're definitely pulling from Hellraiser 3. Uh, I think it was 3. Mm. Is 3 where there's the nightclub scene? Did you guys watch that one? Yep, yep. That's okay. yeah, Hell on Earth. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when she transforms into the missionary, um, mm. the buzzsaws come from a pocket dimension? I don't know. <laughs> and yeah. slam into her Something head. Like and it's very much like the, um, the DJ... Uh, Cenobite that gets the compact discs um, j- jammed into mm. his head. Yeah, he was a DJ. Yeah. He'd been a bartender. I don't remember. Um, but it just reminded me of that, like in a super obvious callback um, moment. <laughs> and I guess if you're gonna pull from a superior film, that's sort of the way to do it. Mm. Um, yeah. And I don't so. really want to say that Hellraiser Three is a better film than this because it's not great, but nope, it's still better than this. <laughs> Um, <laughs> man, uh, yeah, oh, I guess one cool one detail that I thought was cool was her, um, blade sword arms are, uh, they're, her, f- the radius and ulna split open with the blade shoved in, mm. so they did put exposed bone, like, wrapped on the sides of the blades, which looks yeah. cool, but mm-hmm. you only see yeah. it in, like, one yeah. second if you pause the... Yeah, yeah she, that's she the thing. Spins around moving around too much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is also worth mentioning that that transformation sequence is one of the obvious look. This was for three D moments of the movie. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to got to get a close up on those pearly whites. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that was the other tossback. She looked like the chatterer from um, Hellraiser. One, mm-hmm. so a combination between chubby um, CD Cenobite and um, <laughs> Chatterer, <laughs> those exposed teeth. Um, yeah, the blade so, arms, little blade arms like Voldo. Um, yeah, yeah. Which I guess that could have been another inspiration, just due to the strange leather wrappings mm. uh, on the quite busty character for no reason, mm. but you know. That's how they do because they super sexualize the nurses and they yeah look, again <laughs> in this there was one. a big close up on someone cattle prodding the nurse's chest so I didn't expect much after that. <laughs> or oh, if that's the part where you like were let down, then I can't help you. <laughs> oh no, I was let down as soon as, as, as I like I said I was let down as soon as I saw Pyramid Head cranking a carousel, <laughs> <laughs> which is of course is in the opening like seconds of the film um yeah 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 i'm i'm going i'm going to actually vote for that to be the title of today's episode pyramid (laughs) cranking a carousel (laughs) i mean (laughs) cranking that carousel yeah yeah Mm yeah we Uh, i mean we I guess we'll, we'll we'll vaguely follow the the, the plot path. So we're, we're introduced to the missionary. Um, yeah. And then I guess the terrifying next, the next monster is gonna be the the mannequin. One. The well, mannequin. No, we spider. do. Oh, we the do spider. See, we do see uh, another um, uh, numb body, um, mm. which was it's good. Um, they they brought some yeah. of the designs back from Silent Hill One. It, it did a pretty good job. Um, uh, the the CG in this is like a little patchy. Some things look really good, um, and then mm-hmm. somehow other parts are bad. I don't 
I don't know. It wasn't um, it wasn't like a consistent quality of uh, how they transformed things or, or, or used practical yeah. effects versus um, CG, which was a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we get uh, yeah the, the the spider mannequin, which um, it's obviously mm-hmm. a, a boss monster. Uh, yeah, and that um, was cool. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it this, had like, this was good. Yeah, it had like an implied like biology like it has this little warehouse and it traps you and it turns you into a mannequin to use for new parts and things like that that was cool if a little weird <laughs> it's a little weird and and there was like <laughs> no reason to have a, a naked girl sacrifice thing I don't know yeah I'm like okay uh, I mean, mannequins are yeah. naked but yeah in general I guess um, but it, I don't know. It felt a little <laughs> weird. It was a little the thing, exploitative. Yeah, mm. and the thing that really actually, I I did actually watch this scene, and the thing that actually really kills it for me is this is this is an instance of that really spotty CG work, where I'm just like, mm. oh, you mm. kind of look like you kind of look like a PS One like high end <laughs> Square Enix FMV, uh, <laughs> like cutscene running around this composited warehouse. I'm like, mm. if you just look slightly better, I could probably get behind this, but you're a little too cheap. <laughs> a little too, um, I think it's too smooth. Uh, and yeah. another, another issue um, that some movies make up for shoddy CG with um, turning the lights down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But this... Like I applaud them for making this fairly well lit, <laughs> because right. that's a that's a brave decision um, in yeah. such a dark movie anyway. But um, they could have dimmed it a little bit in this dark warehouse scene. But then like have the monster only show up in this in like the instances of like spotlights or um, shafts of light. It's like mm-hmm. it, it looked fine when it was screwing around in the background, like behind all the cabinets, not or, right, or, not not cabinets. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the. I think what was ruining it was the, the eyes on the um, the mannequin heads did not look mm-hmm. good. They looked like yeah, they were definitely. superimposed onto like an actual mannequin head, and it just I don't know. Made that part like not as cool as it could have uh, ultimately been, um, and they gave it a weird mouth in mouth alien, mouth. And that yeah, kind of dumb. But I did like that its mm. head split open and was full of teeth, and then oh yeah, that's so, always so, good stuff. So basically, it's a, it's a um, <laughs> this mannequin is whole, or it's a it's a bundle of arms and legs generally, and then yeah. there's a couple yeah. of the arms are holding heads, and it uses all those different heads to kind of like look around, and it's sort of a parasite. When it turns people into mannequins, it rips off their limbs, I guess. Um, but then it has tendrils that come out of its fingers, and it jams them into the mannequins who are the soul, I guess, of the people that are still trapped in the mannequin. I don't know. It's vague. Mm. Um, but it, yeah. uh, it, con- it takes control of their nervous mm. system, I guess, that's been mannequinized yeah. and uh, uses those as its, its extensions of its limbs or to make itself bigger. Um, the idea mm. behind it's pretty cool. Uh, how mm. how oh, yeah. that would relate to um, traumas or past sins, I don't know. Um, that's the that's the trouble mm. when you start adapting Silent Hill into other uh, mediums uh, diverging from the games. 
um, the games, all the monsters have a very specific design, and they're built upon some sort of problem um, in the lives of the the protagonists who were trapped in Silent Hill. Uh, This doesn't have that ring. I think that's what made this not work as well, is because there's not a Mm. cohesive world. This is just a return to something someone else was doing, and you're just kind of winging it. Mm. Yeah. And that's that's what it felt like. It felt like the fan Mm. fiction of someone trying to... They liked, they liked the first movie and they just wanted to see it continue, but they didn't have an idea of how to really do that. And still yeah, try to shoehorn yeah. in elements from another popular um, game. Right. Not to say the first one. I mean, the first one's a, a, sort of a cobble-up of Silent Hill 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Th- this just... I don't know. Um, it, it, yeah. it, it, it missed the mark on, on several occasions. Um, so, mm-hmm. well, the, the Spider-Man was cool, <laughs> I guess. Um, and then that would bring us uh, to it's gonna go to Malcolm McDowell's character I believe yeah (laughs) to Leonard hey yeah. <laughs> oh man, man, Leonard's Leonard's in media. You should you should actually look this up. Leonard's in media do not get it good commonly ever. No. Um, that was a, that was a running trend that I noticed <laughs> growing up. I was like, oh, this is great. I'm doomed to all sorts of horrible stuff being named this. <laughs> In this case, it's uh, Leonard Wolf, um, who is ostensibly yeah. the founder of the, or at least the, the head of the Order of Valtiel um, mm. in, in the film. And it's, yeah, um, Malcolm McDowell in rags in an <laughs> abandoned asylum, and he loves fans with lights behind him. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's favorite. <laughs> especially the dark spaces in between the shafts of light. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> creep around in there. Old men should not scuttle. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's he, creepy enough. He scuttles hard. He scuttles a lot. And uh, uh, those familiar with Silent Hill Three remember that Leonard was a horrible like boil-covered monster that had no eyes mm-hmm. and swam around mm-hmm. in a weird sewer area. And here, uh, Malcolm McDowell basically said, fuck you, I'm not putting on any makeup. You dress me in rags <laughs> and just have me do old, weird man stuff. Yes. Yeah. Make, make me <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'll see the truth. Give me um, <laughs> surgical marks on my head so you can show that they were mm-hmm, digging mm-hmm. at my brains. I don't know, the makeup job yeah. was pretty good. Um, yeah, it was It was not bad. Um, his CG transformation wasn't great, but... <laughs> who's and the monster is? he turns who, into, who, um, I guess, as I guess we're, we're concerned with his, his <laughs> boss version, um, yes. was, uh, it's like the ab- <laughs> abomination from Incredible Hulk. Mm. But yeah, like, yeah, no yeah. Oh, that's a good comparison. That's a good one. He just hulked yeah. out. He hulked out and lost his eyeballs. Yeah, <laughs> got all shiny. <laughs> got a little bit shiny. Um, and he doesn't do anything. He just picks Heather up and yeah, goes on a walk. Yeah, goes on a walk. 
away he go. Yep. And he doesn't <laughs> get too far because he, of course, has the special secret item hidden in mm. his chest. <laughs> yep. 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 Unfortunately, it's in a hole in his chest, so Heather just plucks it right back out and plucks he it kills him. <laughs> this only, this once again the boss battles in the game were so easy. <laughs> this uh, once again falls into the line of it's video gamey in the worst way possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You fight the boss until you get that QTE, man. I don't know what to tell you. That's yep. what happened. Um, so she, she gets the <laughs> seal of Metatron that's now been mm-hmm. uh, rendered whole once more, um, which of course yep. means nothing because we didn't talk about it earlier, really. <laughs> so, yeah. No. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's just Look, a, it's it's a, a seal. It's a, um, a MacGuffin. It, it it is it is a boss key. It's a it's a boss room key. That's what the mm, seal yeah. of Metatron is. Well, it also enabled her to or her mother to um, free her from Silent Hill um, in the first place. Yes, uh, very vaguely. Um, it just happened in some exposition, expositionary dialogue flashback in the beginning of the film. Um, so she has yeah. this seal. She goes to. Uh, well, it doesn't even follow her here, so then we get a little bit of weird scene mm. cut. How did she get into the surgery room? I don't know. Um, uh, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. <laughs> it's so a mystery. Our, our buddy, um, uh, little boy Vincent, um, of course, has turned traitor against the cult, and he his mother sends him to the asylum mm. to be... Yeah, um, healed or whatever. Re-educated. Yeah, fixed. <laughs> so get some fixed. Uh, and the this is the dumbest. Like, oh, no, no, okay. <laughs> so, their punishment to get fixed. This would have just killed him. Um, is yeah, these two. Oh, yeah. two of the uh, uh, mining suit-clad cultists wheel him into mm. an operating theater um, that is uh, inhabited by like seven of the nurse. Um, monsters, and mm. um, because they're act, they're, they, these ones are not light activated; they're sound activated. Um, yeah, change, change up the lore a little bit. Um, oh yeah, and they're of course still as mannequins um, until mm-hmm. sound mm-hmm. is made, uh, which is really weird because the gurney that they're wheeling him in on is loud. Um, <laughs> yeah, they didn't really activate till they started talking. I guess uh, anyway. Um, they wheel him in there and try to fend off the nurses that suddenly start trying to attack the source of the noise. Um, the two mm-hmm, dudes mm-hmm. just get, like, killed, like, immediately. Oh, yeah. Um, so they obviously, like, must not have, like, practiced or done this before. <laughs> I don't know. It's a really weird, uh, like, I wouldn't volunteer for that cult duty. I'm like, no, no thanks. I'm not, I'm not God, in there. Um, and, uh... I guess Heather was just hiding on the other underside of the gurney. I don't know. She just she pops out from the bottom and frees <laughs> um, frees her young buddy, and they they escape from the clutches of the uh, dirtily moaning nurses. Um, yeah, it's not great. Uh, the nurses, however, are well. The the costumes are well done. Um, they, yes, they, they, they look. Just as good as the the ones from the first film, so that wasn't CG, mm. which is uh, nice to see. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I guess that's kind of it. They they went from being I said uh, light detector to, to motion activated nurses. Um, or, uh, I, I like to sound activated nurses. 
I like I like to imagine that the reason that the super noisy, rusty gurney doesn't set them off is because they're so used to it, because that's how mm. every will in the other world sounds. It's just <laughs> like, oh, yep, nope. That's 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 a gurney, that's a wheelchair, that's a shopping cart. <laughs> Yeah, that's a fan. Um, oh, every wheel? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Every wheel. Every wheel in the car. other world is is rusty. <laughs> I really... Rusty, so. Yeah. yeah um, and it's actually really a shame, because out of every sequence from the original Silent Hill, I think mm. the, the, the first movie, I think the nursing is legitimately my favorite. It's... it's Mm. A, I think it's a legitimately fantastic scene that kind of captures that monster in film form really, really well and what it's all about. Um, and yeah. I think it's a, a, just a, a, an all-around fantastic sequence, really well thought out, having having all the nurses played by dancers. Um, mm. And it's, it's, it's visually striking when they all turn in step at the same time. And this one is just kind of like a weird fight action sequence that is Mm, once again well, super well lit and like kind of blown out color wise that doesn't serve anything. No, it it didn't need to be in there. They were just like, we need to put the nurses in just like we need to put Pyramid Head Mm, in. Pyramid Head, Um, right. Yep. And yep. I think the scene taken by itself is not, it's not like a bad scene. They did it well. Um, it just didn't yeah. really need to be there. Like they could yeah. have right. done something. Yeah. I don't know what, but they could have done something else. Um, uh, it just felt shoehorned in. Um, and then that's a shame. Um, but at least it was well done. The, the monsters were fine. Yes. Um, and that, that, I think it just brings us back to um, the missionary. Yeah. Mm. This was yeah. a very monster light for a Silent Hill film. Yeah. Shame really. But you know, you gotta you gotta prove that the new monster can beat the classic monster so the missionary gets to fight Pyramid Head, I guess. Big WrestleMania pyramid big missionary. WrestleMania pyramid. <laughs> it was the rage in a cage. Yep. Rage in a cave. Except for it it was, like, no, no, no. It was, <laughs> it was it was it it was a it was a literal hell in the cell. Oh yes, there you go. In 1993, Pyramid Head threw the missionary from the roof of hell in a cell. <laughs> uh, oh, she's oh, broken God. in two. By God. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah, good times. Got him with the DDD. Uh, yeah, it was. Oh, man. It wasn't great. Nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, you're gonna you're gonna tell you're gonna tell me that the 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 manifestation of James Sunderland's guilt fighting a bargain bin Cenobite was not the conclusion of this movie <laughs> you were looking for? It, it, wasn't, no. it, wasn't. Gosh, it wasn't. As cool as that may have sounded uh, when they, when they <laughs> plotted it out in the writer's room, um, something happened in the translation, and it was lost. Oh, man. 
doesn't 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 pyramid head just cut off the missionary's head and it does the big goofy cg head flying yeah that was a camera yeah second um largest expenditure of three uh, <laughs> sign posting. Oh, oh. Better, you guys in the audience better duck. You're going to get hit with a <laughs> yep. buzzsaw head. Um, and then, of course, we get like the super shoehorned in appearance of uh, mm. Travis Grady at the very end of the film. For oh, yeah, that's right. Because it's yeah. not going to yep. be a sequel which Silent Hill Origins is like a prequel to the whole thing, so I don't understand yep. what they were doing with, like, this. Throwing him in there? Yeah, it's like, back to the beginning, guys. <laughs> yeah, which doesn't make any sense, because by that really awful uh, husband, Sean Bean, subplot in the first movie, Travis Grady has nothing to do with the whole Alessa affair. So it, it's mm. literally putting him in there just to say, hey, see, Travis Grady's in here, even though he has no reason to be no in here. To be here. <laughs> right. I would have preferred to watch yeah. his story than what this was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just trucking because it would have been divorced yeah. from the first film, and they wouldn't had to, wouldn't have had to try mm. to tie up loose ends. Um, and that, that yeah. was the downfall yeah. of this is because they're trying to be faithful to the film that we had before and make this an actual sequel when it should have just been a spinoff. Um, right? Yeah, is definitely. I mean, they really, just should have just done a spinoff, and that would have been fine, I think, or at least better than what we got. Even if it had just followed the rules of sil- of the actual game series and had been uh, completely divorced and had just been like, okay, here's actually si- an adaptation of Silent Hill 2, uh, yeah. where we, we set up the, this town as this kind of entity and this kind of backdrop to these stories, turning it into, like, potentially setting it up for an anthology kind of... And- horror series but they they sort of do like in in the universe that they're building they call out that mm. there's like multiple sound they, they, I think they say specifically like are you sure you're even in the right silent hill it's like really weird. Um, it's Ugh. like <laughs> they if they're if you're gonna name call why don't you just do that you didn't even have to yeah. tie it together with the first movie mm. I have no idea what they were I don't know um, and it wasn't Who like knows? the first one was like incredibly <clears throat> successful enough that that warranted mm. doing the sequel. It was just a pet project of Christoph Gans, who just loves Silent Hill, um, right? So I don't even know. And I'm sure in doing the 3D stuff and then paying Malcolm McDowell and Carrie Ann Moss to make their you know cameos, mm. that they're like <laughs> blowing their budget right there. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. Also, even worse than that, than introducing Travis Grady, they also really imply uh, Murphy Pendleton from Silent Hill Downpour by having that prisoner transport at the end of the movie as well. So (laughs) we're doing two potential setups in this one. Oh, man. For something oh. that will never happen because now this was 2012 no. and we're, we're a few years on. Um, yeah. Also, yeah. they did terribly <laughs> in the film yep. cinema and in um, yep. home video release. In general. Um, yeah. yeah. Not except great. for the money I just spent to rent it again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep the dream alive. <laughs> 
yeah, I think that, that <laughs> that's pretty much... Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what do yes. you want from us, guys? We can't spin gold from every monster movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, especially when they're not giving us much to work with. Uh, however, yeah. um, as we do uh, love this series, so um, we're willing to dive into even the most ridiculous um, corners of its universe. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, oh, yeah. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, as we move through other other media, not just the films um, and the games, uh, we see that maybe this is one of the lesser entries, and uh, we are able to, you know, find that good monster good monster the good monster goodness <laughs> the monster goodness at the, the good monster goodness um, the chewy monster goodness um, <laughs> uh, in some of the other media and um, there are at, at the minimum at least six uh, comic uh, graphic novel series that uh, we'll, we'll sort of take a look at um, as well as the myriad games um, due to the nature of the podcast we're not I don't think going to be playing through the games but uh, they've been out long enough that they were, you know there's able to do there's let's plays there's other mm. other um, avenues to kind of get the what we want out of the media um, without the, the time sink that it would require to play back through these I mean watching a film is one thing it's you know an hour out of my time um, but <laughs> blasting through <laughs> and, and the games are admittedly short you know you can yes have three yeah to four hours yeah ish um you can kind of mow through them um but uh we're all we're all busy boys so that's probably not uh on the page but um we'll 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 be taking a look at uh, the individual games um probably in tandem with one another um as as it as we see fit um Mm. and uh yeah uh if, if anyone has comments or questions um, or favorite Silent Hill moments um, send them in to us because we like that <laughs> we like feedback it's we great. like that <laughs> please send us sweet feedback um, give us food yeah. we, 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 we all very very much appreciate knowing that we're not just screaming into the void so please <laughs> give us feedback yeah. I mean, we're going to scream in the void regardless. But, we are um, doing the scream into we'll the void. We'll make it a, lot, a little bit more entertaining. Um, uh, <laughs> what are you talking about, Dave? I think this episode was highly entertaining, personally. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You got that sweet <laughs> oh, mon- yeah. monster wrestling action. Yep. <laughs> you want to wrestle? <laughs> you want to wrestle? I just... Uh, such a weird yokai Japan fly. Um, <laughs> He's a guy. He's blue. He's got one eye. Sometimes That's he's right. big. Sometimes he's a little. Sometimes he's got two eyes. I don't even know. We he don't likes know, sumo and he eating likes to um, And that's how we tie in Yokai of the Week um, every time with the yeah. actual conversation. Yeah. So, uh, hell in a cell. Want to wrestle? <laughs> we got it. We got this down. Um, we. It might be a little while before uh, we return to this. Uh, mm. This spooky place uh we'll see um there's a lot of stuff to look at there's a few uh really cool lore videos um from uh some other content creators uh we'll probably be taking a look at as well um not really in a review mm. sense but just in a um a, a kind of a holistic way to to make sense of this crazy puzzle because there's a lot going on um thematically uh, <laughs> with, with these games yeah uh, yeah. Mon- monsters aside, but also 
included, I guess, if you want to go that way, because the town itself um, is a monster. Um, yes. Uh, as are all of the characters. I mean, everybody's, everyone's a monster, you know, <laughs> in this yes. setting. You know, no, Sil- no, one's, uh, no one's doing too well. Um, Heather, as we see, uh, also a monster. <laughs> yes. Or at least part pretty, of one. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, t- uh, Silent Hill is a, is a town sized Overlook Hotel. Um, so, yes. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll take a look at some of the comics. Um, there's some good stuff going on there, um, and the the game series. Uh, like I said, uh, when we get back to this, I'm not sure. Uh, there's also a few um, other films that inspired uh, the setting. Uh, however, they're not really like this. There's they're they're monster light, as a, we might yes. want to say. Yeah. But um, Session Nine uh, and Jacob's Ladder have heavy influences on both Silent Hill Two and Silent Hill Three. I think when we take a look at uh, the respective games, we'll tie in the the films that oh yeah inspired that's them. a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that's mm-hmm. a better fit. Oh, we were going to cover them this episode, but uh, I don't know. I just I think that looking as long as we did at this particular one um, was enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good enough. And uh, also, any, any I guess, last thoughts on Silent Hill Revelation? You know, there was an eye-opening revelation that sometimes the film industry can take something initially good and likable and make it a disappointment with a sequel. This is true, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, uh, <laughs> and of course, this is no. We're no one is a stranger to this um, truth more than oh, um, no. video game adaptations. And, oh no, um, this one day. Uh, <laughs> surprisingly, this is as it stands. This is still a fairly decent adaptation from the source material. I know. They tried pretty. It makes hard. me mad. And yeah, that was, that was the disappointment. Uh, is because they did half decent job um the flaws are all the more apparent and uh, yeah that's mm. that was the issue with the film is they they tried i think too hard um to replicate that experience of you know playing the game that you you come out of this going well i just want to go play the game instead um and that's a shame um yeah i, I wish it had been otherwise uh i guess uh, Leonard, did you have anything else you wanted to say about this? Uh, my only takeaway is um, uh, really discovering that I could walk into a room uh, in a trench coat with Kit Harrington in it and kidnapping him by putting him in my coat pocket and walking out. That is my takeaway <laughs> from Silent Hill <laughs> Revelation. Yes, that's a, that's a good lesson. Um He's a portable. Mo- he's a porter boy. He's a, he's a little. He's a little guy. It's, I, uh, it's just just feeding him carrots, baby carrots <laughs> from my pocket, uh, <laughs> like just, a ferret. Now, now I'm thinking of that it was like a video where someone just, I think it's a, I think it's like a soldier or something, just like makes the sh- gesture and lifts up their pocket, and there's a little cat in there. Yep. Uh, just a little Kit Harrington. 
Yep. Uh. <laughs> that is that is my takeaway from Silent Hill Revelation. Fair enough. <laughs> Only in 3D. Only in 3D. <laughs> yes, um, uh. Well, I guess the one thing I did um, want to... Maybe this is a, a, a topic... Well, it'll be a topic for a future episode uh, because I'm super interested yeah. in it now. Um, I just ran across the... Um, game Remothered Tormented Fathers. Uh, oh, yes. Released on mm. um, PS4 uh, last week, or this, this week. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it came out last year uh, in early access um, in October on PC. So this is the first release on the um, on console. It is a homage to Clock Tower, Rule of Rose, mm. um, those sort of uh, survival, like a true survival horror, um, where you really don't have the means to, to fight back. Um, the best part, I guess, is um, they clearly modeled the protagonist after or, um, Clarice Starling. So you're playing as yeah. Jodie Foster um, in a horror game. <laughs> okay. It's great. Into it. Um, Into it. And uh, you don't, we don't often get um, female protagonists, much less um, 35-year-old women uh, protagonists in, in, mm. a, in a horror game. Um, right. Yeah. I've only, I've only awesome. played the first uh, 10 minutes, but it's super atmospheric. Uh, and it kind of has a Resi, uh, Resi 7 vibe to it. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. With, with um, mm. more emphasis on... Um, psychological horror um, rather than a physical mm. Um, mm. visceral horror and um, it's it's potentially part of a trilogy so this is the first um, uh, episode I yeah. guess um, in, in this and I don't believe it's a terribly long game I'll, I'll find out because I'm going to try to motor through it but um, <laughs> it has an iconic villain the red nun and um, mm. it's the, just the screenshots were great the music is really good um, mm. and it's uh, it's published um, or I guess it's, it's by a, a small um, independent studio, Stormwind Games, uh, and it is written, directed, and created by um, Chris Darrell. Uh, so it's really nice to see um, this kind of quality in a uh, basically a passion project um, for, from one person. Mm. Um, not to discount the studio that's of course working on it because it's um, it has a, a good uh, uh, production. Like, there's some questionable yeah. bits with, I guess, the um, motion capture is a little weird. But ah, um, okay. I, can, I can forgive a little bit of jankiness because it, it, it makes it endearing and kind of gives that cult, cult classic vibe. Um, the story itself yeah, is uh, also set in the um, 1970s. So it's... Oh. Uh, mm. Interesting time period. Yeah, it's it's a little bit... Uh, and, and it's in um, Italy. No, oh, okay. Or France. I'm not sure. It's it's yeah. It, because everyone's speaking, <laughs> it's it's been dubbed over. Uh, mm, yeah. And, okay. But but the text, I think it was in French. Uh, the unfortunately the the cutscenes were showing the text is very brief, so I wasn't able to get a mm. super um, uh, good look at it, and uh, it just kind of dumps you right into the. Um, the story uh, and, and I really was trying hard not to look at any background stuff I just wanted to go and kind of blind um, into this but um, uh, I would like to um, you know, visit this uh, 
more like holistically as I as I finish the game and hopefully um, one or both of you are able to take a look at it as well. Uh, I think it's right yeah, up our alley. I'm definitely um, interested. Yeah. yeah, I would. It's, definitely. it's not only the theme, but just the the, the art design is like perfect. Um, mm-hmm. And it looks like an old, um, like the Changeling or an old, uh, like late, late mid to late seventies horror film. Uh, kind of has that mm. hammer horror vibe. So, uh, yeah, it should be good. And um, listeners, uh, look forward to us um, covering this soon. I, I, I would imagine because I don't believe the game. Like I said is a very long. Um, I don't. I don't think we have any other orders of business as far as um, anything coming up, um, aside from. We'll be returning to Silent Hill, um, just not um, not in a, a recent episode. We'll also um, hopefully be having some more guests back on as we take a look again at uh, the CG uh, Godzilla. Um, Godzilla. Uh, which yes. I have preemptive, preemptively watched, and it was great. And I'm excited <laughs> to talk about it. Excellent. Excellent. Um, yeah, I think that's probably a wrap-up for this episode. Um, Cameron. Where can folks find you on the interwebs? You can find me on the interwebs. You can head to the Twitter and uh, find me at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, come and chat if you like food pictures, cat pictures, or political dialogue on occasion. <laughs> yes. And um, Leonard, how about yourself? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as well at Dr. Faust is Dead. You can also find me on YouTube at Dr. Faust is Dead. Even though now that I have no time but to test the shoot bangs and the big booms, <laughs> uh, there uh, will be a, a, a drought of, of content for my channel. Maybe I'll post some goofy little five-second video, but... Anything major is not happening uh, until the end of the year, really, because I have zero free time. Yep. Yep, that's how it goes. And, uh, well, the end of the year is coming up uh, quicker uh, than I think any of us have expected. It's already uh, yeah, to date the podcast. It's going to be August. Um, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, that's... How it goes, I guess. This has been a strange year. Um, 2018. Woo! <laughs> uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at sentinot underscore plus. Uh, that's pretty much it. I have a couple of the podcasts. Um, but this is, the, of course, uh, the, the primary one. Um, yeah, uh, if we appreciate some feedback. If you can get it, reviews would be great. We have, like, a handful. Yeah, that's being overly generous on counting that as a handful. <laughs> we have a you can Kit, count them on one Kit hand. Harrington handful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tiny boy that fits in the pocket. A, smi- a, a smidgen of Harrington of reviews. Yeah. So um, let us know because we are this is episode 52 I believe. Um, yeah. We're, we're getting God. on there. We're getting old. Um, yeah. Up, up in the years. Uh, yeah, I think that that's probably it. Um We'll, we'll, we'll close the episode out and um, uh, artwork for it will appear um, during the week <laughs> just because I just didn't get around to it and now i got to draw some wrestling uh, monsters yes um, or Pyramid Head riding the carousel 
Yeah, I could do that too. We'll, we'll see how it goes, y'all. Everyone can Have be surprised. Have fun, girls and boys. That's right. Yeah. Okay, and this was another episode of Monster Dear Monster. Thanks for tuning in. That's us signing Bye, off. everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. We love you. Bye. <laughs>